G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it, it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 year old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater Today we're chatting with Chris Dickens from City to City Australia A wonderful movement that was founded by Timothy Keller Well-known pastor from New York who passed away recently Uh, We're going to hear a bit of Chris's story today Welcome along mate, tell us a bit of your background Where were you born and raised? That's great, thank you for having me Matt Um, I was uh, born and raised in Middlesbrough In uh, the northeast of England which is for those of you that don't know, famous for Captain Cook and building the Sydney Harbour Bridge and um, raised in a uh, grey home uh, with my parents and my brother and sister. And did you have like a religious upbringing at all? Oh, no, I was I was raised in a, um, I'd say a home with strong values, but a, a home where um, we didn't really do religion. I was christened as a child, but we didn't go to church and certainly... Uh, we weren't religious growing up, so there was no kind of uh, religious input into my life. And tell us what you did after school. What was your, your study and career like after school? Well, I my hope in leaving school was to become a professional rugby player, but that was um, done away with because of injury. And um, I went to university and ended up becoming a PE teacher, uh, which is what, what a lot of people do when they don't know what to do. Uh, but loved uh, education, loved teaching, and um, then ended up in a university lecturing uh, sports physiology and and other things. And um, yeah, it was uh, on that path of um, working my way through the university ranks. And tell us about how you came to Christ. As I said, I was at a university at the time, and I was 26 years old. I met my now wife, Faye. And um, we were dating for about two weeks. And in that two weeks, I noticed there was something very different about her. And after about two weeks, she broke the news that she was a Christian. And, and to be honest, I, was, <laughs> I had a perception of Christians that they were pretty geeky and, <laughs> and everything. And so I was, I was pretty devastated at the time and um, contemplated not continuing the relationship. But there was something that I'd seen in her that was very, very different. And it, it made me curious, and uh, she lived a life very differently. And then that kind of made me embark on a, um, a bit of a journey of, of asking more questions of her about faith. She, she'd only just really recommitted her faith. She'd kind of walked away from the Lord um, after being raised in a Christian home and, um, and then walking away. She'd really just recommitted 
Um, but over about six weeks, she never invited me to church. But what started to happen was some very, what I would describe as unexplainable experiences, which made me more and more curious. And I had two issues. Uh, one issue was uh, I didn't like the idea of being a Christian because I thought, as I said, I thought they were all a bit strange and geeky. And uh, I didn't like the idea of going to church very much. And I worried what my friends and family would say. And um, one morning I was watching a soccer program in the UK and uh, they did a, a short stint on some soccer players who were actually on mission. And I thought, oh, wow, these guys are football players. They're they're not geeks. They're really cool. And all right, that's great. So that one was that one was done. And then I had to make what I thought was a rational decision about the pros and cons of going to church. So one morning I went up into the hills uh, where we were living at the time and um, tried to rationalise the pros and cons. Couldn't. And I went home that evening very disappointed, and I sat on my own. And out of nowhere. A voice, not an audible voice, but a, a voice nonetheless, uh, was persistently saying to me, go and read the Bible. Now, at this point, Faye had bought me a Bible, and I'd politely put it on my shelf and not touched it. <laughs> and um, it just went on, go and read the Bible, go and read the Bible, go and read the Bible. And after about 10 minutes, I relented, and I went into my room, got the Bible off the shelf, and I said, okay if this is God, then you need to show me what you want me to say. So I opened, as we now tell people never to do, uh, I now I opened the, the Bible and the first thing that I read was Saul's uh, Road to Damascus experience. And as I read that, and as he, he stands up and God says, go into Damascus and find out, find out what I have for you to do, I just read it as going to church and find out my purpose for your life. And at that moment, it was like an immediate revelation that the God of the universe not just exists, but he is speaking to me. And I just wept and wept and wept and read the Bible for about four hours that night and just could not put it down. Everything I read was like my life. This is really speaking to me. And then the next week, I, I rang Faye and I said, look, I'm, you wouldn't believe what's happened. <laughs> she started laughing. And I said, I'm coming to church with you next week, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and uh, went to church, um, got born again, and just radically changed my life from, from that day forward. And tell us, what was your early church experience like, not having a religious background? Was it a bit strange walking into a church uh, and learning well, the way yeah, it all works? Well, well, yeah, the first time I walked into a church, I was dripping with sweat. I wasn't even hot. And uh, I was dripping with sweat. I was so anxious. Um, but I think once I uh, was born again and filled with the Spirit, I um, I just knew that that's where I needed to be. And I became so hungry for everything that I could read, that I could listen to. Uh, the, the church where I was uh, first went to was was so strong in the word, so it gave us a, gave me a really good foundation. I was just hungry, and then my I went and did Alpha um, straight away, and that was an incredible experience. And got involved with Alpha, and just yeah, I, I was I was really hungry. I mean, my it was interesting because my family thought I, I was crazy and thought I joined the cult. 
Um, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, and I think the thought that it would have, you know, worn off by now, but here I am uh, some years later still kind of walking the journey. Well, I love the fact that you did the Alpha course early on because, you know, that's a like a 14-week course going through all the basics of Christianity. Uh, it probably would have helped answer all those difficult questions you had, eh? Yeah, and that was the thing. I mean, it was annoying in some respects because no one would ever give you a, a straight answer, which is obviously the Alpha way, but it, it made me go away and dig a bit deeper and, and learn more. Yeah. And also I think the the big thing was that it gave me a just the basics, enough of the basics to start that journey really well. Um, and, I, and you know, my, my kind of leadership journey started at Alpha where they, they invited me to become part of the team and uh, within six months they asked me to lead Alpha um, and it was just a, an incredible, incredible start to the journey. And tell us a bit about your journey into ministry after that. Well, as I said, I... Um, I started with uh, Alpha at the church and so was leading at the Alpha program at our church uh, for quite some time. And um, at that point, Alpha UK were um, raising up what they called resource churches. So I, we became a resource church and they asked me to be uh, one of their regional coordinators, if you like. So essentially, I, I was going around um, university alpha programs and church alpha programs and, and helping churches to running them through training, helping them set the, the courses up and, and get them going. I was across there. I was living in the West Midlands in the UK at the time. So I was I was doing that work with alpha. And, um, and what was really interesting is the, the more and more I got involved with that, the more and more I was uh, doing voluntary work in the church, the less and less I became interested in the things that I was teaching at university. Um, I mean, biomechanics isn't that exciting anyway, but I w- was passionate about it at one point. <laughs> but the the interesting thing is that the um, I became really passionate about you know teaching um, teaching the word and teaching about about God, and so that was kind of my start. And um, when I um, when I came to Australia. Uh, in 2012, uh, eventually got involved with uh, Alpha Australia for a short period of time, and then eventually uh, Chorus Connect in Victoria, which was um, which at the time before it was previously Access Ministry. So working in um, working in chaplaincy and, and SRI in Victoria, which was a which was a difficult space, but very very enriching. And obviously, in, in my times in different churches, got involved with uh, various ministries and leadership in, in those. So it's kind of been a bit about that, um, the way I've gone that journey. And obviously, my this has all been voluntary work. So at that time, I was still working in various uh, roles in education and, um, and not-for-profits as well. And now you're working for City to City Australia, which is a movement that was founded by Timothy Keller. So he was a pastor at New York uh, in a Presbyterian church there, one of my favourite ever Bible teachers. I still listen to his sermons on his podcast regularly, and I've read a number of his books, uh, passed away recently. What an amazing man of God. Uh, For those who don't know about City to City, tell us all about it. So, yeah, as you said, City to City was started by Tim Keller in New York, and and essentially it came out of this idea that Tim Keller's burden was for New York City. It wasn't just to build his church. It was to reach the city 
uh, with the gospel. And what Tim Keller realised was that in order to do that, it wasn't going to be just his church and it wasn't going to be just his denomination because he because he realised that reaching New York was going to take all kinds of different churches and it was going to take a lot of churches. So so he he had this thing where sociologically he, he researched and realised that in every community, there's a, a 10 to 15% tipping point culturally, which says that if there's a saturation of 10 to 15% of people that follow a particular set of beliefs or values or whatever, at 10 or 15% will be a tipping point where they'll start to have an impact in that community or in that city where people can't ignore it anymore. And so with that in mind, he said, well, we need more churches in New York City. And at that time, uh, Tim Keller um, essentially stumped up hundreds of thousands of dollars and gifted it to plant an Anglican church in New York, which at the time was unheard of. And it it then kind of morphed out of that to uh, become this church planting and resource and training for planters ministry, which then became Redeemer City to City. And as uh, Redeemer City to City's ministry grew across America and eventually globally, uh, which is now in 75 cities across uh, Africa, Asia, Australia, North America, Latin America, and Middle Eastern Europe. So it's got a, a broad spread. Um, it landed in Australia 10 years ago. And originally 10 years ago, it was the bread and butter church planting. Uh, that That's kind of what we did. We raised up uh, trained, resourced, funded, supported church plants from across different denominations to plant more churches across Australian uh, cities and and communities. Um, but one of the things that we recognize is that if we have this idea of this 10 to 15% tipping point, um, it's not just going to take more churches, uh, it's also going to take more healthy churches, and it's also going to take more churches working together. So that w- one of the big drives that we have as City to City is uh, what we call our gospel movements, which is to say that one church and one dominant denomination will never reach uh, the city with the gospel. Um, it is going to take multiple churches, multiple ministries coming together. You know, as Ephesians 4 talks about, you know, it's one body, one spirit, one church, one faith. Uh, and that's true. And, and if we are going to have an impact, then we need to see ourselves as one body locally. And um, and so we're making a big drive at the moment to really help to pull together uh, churches, uh, obviously planting churches. And the other area, as I mentioned earlier, is uh, church revitalization. So we have a program that I'm primarily responsible for called Revitalize Australia. And we come alongside churches that are struggling, dying, um, or even just at a bit of a junction in their, in their ministry and walk alongside them for 15 months and help to revitalize their ministry, um, which, you know, they're going through. They, they, they have all different kind of reasons why they're, working with us and uh, we launched that a couple of years ago and um and so far it's been a an incredible journey to see you know we're working with over 100 churches in in australia and new zealand and across about 13 different denominations at the moment so in some respects it's it's exciting in other respects it's sad to see that you know we ideally want to have a place where 
Treasury validation doesn't need to exist. It is such an inspirational vision uh, to see churches revitalised and uh, to see churches planted as well. And, you know, so you and I have met through a, a Brisbane citywide leaders network that uh, we've been hosting in Brisbane, getting 20 or 30 to passes uh, regularly. And uh, we had one of your guys come recently and share about uh, what's happening in Ryde in Sydney. All these churches yes. from different denominations getting together and uh, they're really making an impact when it comes to things like homelessness and domestic violence and you know, the churches, are, they're getting all sorts of grants to uh, reach people in the high-rises uh, in Sydney. You know, like, it was such an inspirational story. And uh, I just think, you know, we need more guys like you encouraging and uh, supporting churches in Australia. So if people want to find out more about City to City Australia, like people might want to invite you to come and visit their city or their town or their church, uh, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Well, probably the first uh, thing would be uh, to ha- have a look at our website. So just Google City to City Australia. Uh, they'll be able to go on and there's a, a contact form in there. If, um, if they're in Queensland and I represent City to City in Queensland, they can contact me uh, at Christopher at City to City Australia dot AU. Um, but probably the best route is through the, uh, through the website and people will get through to the right person. Awesome, mate. Well, it's been so good to hear your story today. Uh, Chris Dickens, I reckon your history maker. Thanks for joining us. That's great. Thank you for having me, mate. It's great to speak to you. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. There you'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.